Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Joseph Orr Podcast on the JV Podcast Network. On this show, on this episode, I will be talking about episode four, week four of The Bachelor, my most dramatic Bachelor recap. But first, I will be starting off in this open remembering and talking about Kobe Bryant, who this past Sunday, along with his daughter and seven other people, passed away in a tragic helicopter accident in California. So I'm going to be talking about some memories I have of Kobe, watching him, being a Cavs fan, being a LeBron fan, and even though they never faced off in a finals, uh, there was still a rivalry, there was still great respect there. So I'll talk about some memories I have of Kobe and LeBron scoring off, just watching Kobe's games, Um, and then of course a ton of stuff has come out, pictures, stories, and it's just been... It's been really great. He's going to remember he's being remembered, he's being celebrated the right way as tragic as it is. There's been a lot of beauty and a lot of greatness that has come out or has resurfaced um new stories, old stories. It's all been really great, but at the same time extremely tough tough to follow. Um I know me personally on Sunday I was in I was watching the golf tournament like many other people. I was watching Tiger on Sunday, sort of in the mix, wanted to pay attention to him, and someone sent me a screenshot of the TMZ. Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter accident. And my initial reaction was, is this true? Are you messing with me? Like, what? what's going on here? And I was in denial for about an hour. I was really under the belief that this wasn't going to be real. And when I saw that, I went to the internet and I searched up Kobe Bryant death and there wasn't, there wasn't anything. So I'm like, okay, this is nothing. And then I decided, you know, I'm going to refresh this because this might just be super new, super like just happened, like literally seconds, minutes ago. And then people started tweeting about it. There started to be other articles about it. uh, And then it started to feel more real, but really for about 45 minutes or an hour, I was like, this isn't real, he's going to be fine, Uh, just waiting for more information to come out, and unfortunately, it was true. And I think something that's interesting that I want to talk about, and I've seen some people talk about it, whether it's been screenshots on Twitter from Facebook or just people on Twitter talking about this, celebrity deaths, they're weird. Most of us had never met Kobe Bryant before in our life. Probably never came close to talking, being personal, or just meeting Kobe Bryant. And we it's weird. We might feel guilty. It might be natural. Like, we're sad and it hurts. But we might feel a little bit guilty for mourning and just having such a difficult time accepting a death of someone that we never met. He never knew us. We never knew him, personally at least. But... The thing about celebrity deaths, and especially Kobe Bryant, when he was such a good person and such a good father and did so much and you know had a presence and was starting this new life of being a full-time father, and you saw him supporting the WNBA because of his daughters and because of his just love for basketball, supporting the women's national soccer team, taking his daughters around, you know, Showing them, you know, here are your role models. 
you know, look up to me, I can help you, but he, here are your role models, here are other strong women who are athletic and, and, and good people and, you know, who represent their country or represent different cities with their WNBA teams uh, and who also have represented their country through playing in the Olympics. Um, so it's okay to feel bad for a celebrity death because just because you never met this person, you're never close to this person, doesn't mean they didn't have a real impact on you. Athletes especially, the way that they compete or what they stood for, their foundations, maybe you never met Kobe, but because of his charitable donation or a foundation or whatever else, it indirectly helped you. Whether it was support, whether it was financial, whatever it may be, we mourn celebrity deaths because, especially athletes, because they have a great impact on us. There are role models when we're going up. When we are too young to realize we're probably not going to be NBA stars, we're like, oh, I want to play with Kobe Bryant. I want to play with LeBron James one day. I want to play against him. I want to play. I want to do what he does. I want to play basketball for a living. I love basketball. And those guys are our real-life superheroes. Those guys are our real-life superheroes. It's as close as it gets. The way that they're built, the size, the athleticism, the celebrity of it. That's the closest thing we have to real-life superheroes. And it really just is okay. Don't feel bad because you maybe feel worse about this than you did another death. Now, if it was an immediate family member that you were close to and you feel worse about Kobe Bryant and you didn't even know him, that would probably be an issue. But if this is affecting you more than some other things, it's okay. It's normal. And I know on Sunday I had a tough day and it was tough and it was rough. And when I woke up yesterday, it was even worse. Yesterday was really, really tough. It was a little bit easier to wake up today. But just seeing, man, all the tweets and everything that has come forward and the pictures of him and his daughter, the daughter that was with him was, she was the basketball player. She was going to carry on the Kobe basketball legacy. And all the stories that have come forward and you see the pictures of them and you see the clips of him talking about her and the way that his face lights up. And one tweet that really killed me was a picture of them and someone tweeted, you know, in their last moments, he did everything to make sure that she felt like she was okay. And I don't, we will never know maybe what those final moments were like. If it came out of nowhere, if they knew that there was an issue, there's still so many investigations and things that need to come out about the helicopter situation. But you knew Kobe Bryant, the father, with his daughter, especially her, that he did everything in his power to make sure that she felt that she was going to be okay. Um, an ESPN anchor shared a story. She spent about a half hour with Kobe. She said that was her one interaction. And they talked about Gianna, his daughter, one of his daughters, the one that was in the helicopter with Kobe. And she was choking up. And she's and it was a similar message. It was as tragic as the, basically as tragic as this is, when someone has to face their final moments, she said that she could essentially rest easy at night knowing that Kobe Bryant spent his final moments doing what he loved the most, and that was being a father and being there for his daughters. So just when you see things like that come forward, 
it's beautiful. It's really tough to listen to. And I can't imagine being a parent and seeing this happen. Like this has enough impact on me. I don't have, I'm, I'm not too young to have kids, but in my mind, I'm way too young to have kids. I don't have kids, but I can't imagine what it's like as a parent to see something like this when I don't even know how to process it. Um, That has to be the biggest fear in the world is being a parent and losing a child. Uh, You know, it's cliche and everyone says it, but it's probably one of the most real things uh, that one of the most real cliches that you hear out there. Um, So yeah, just really, really tough. In terms of basketball, some of my early memories of Kobe was great because Having NBA TV growing up, I don't know if they show as many anymore, but some of the hardwood classic games that they would show, you know, the Kobe and Shaq Lakers going up against, you know, those Pistons teams in the finals, going up against the Kings in the Western Conference playoffs, seeing some of those classic games was really cool. Games that happened when I was alive, but I was too young. I don't know if I watched them, and if I did, I don't remember. Though it being there in the early 2000s. Uh, so seeing some of those games later, like in 06, 07, 05, when I was really starting to get into NBA basketball, uh, it was really cool to see those games. I've watched from tip to the final buzzer his 81-point game that has been shown on NBA TV so, uh, you know, a few times, twice, I believe. I've watched that entire game against the Raptors where he scored 81. It was incredible. It was awesome to watch. And growing up, I hated Kobe. Not because the Cavs fared pretty well against the Lakers in in my time of watching the Cavs and Lakers. But everyone wanted, you know, there for a while, everyone was still hanging on to Kobe was the best player in the league. I'm like, no. Our guy over here, 23 and wine and gold, LeBron, he's the best player. He's better than Kobe. He's, he's more of a team player than Kobe. He's bigger than Kobe. He has better numbers than Kobe, but everyone was hanging on. So I was real anti-Kobe there for for a long, long time. And I'll never forget just being so upset at Kobe. In the 08-09 season, the Cavs went 66-16. That was the year it was supposed to be the Cavs and the Lakers in the finals. Didn't work out. The Cavs at the time, this was the early February game. I remember watching it. Oh, my gosh. The Cavs were 23-0 at home. I was like, man. How cool would it be? I believe the record for best home record is like 40 and 1. I think a Celtics team did it. The Cavs had a chance. They were 23 and 0 at the time at home. And Kobe, he came in. The Cavs were winning. Cavs dominating, playing pretty well. Up by 10 at the half. And Kobe in the second half just took over. Just starting hitting started to hit the most ridiculous turnarounds ever. I mean, they, they were they were dropping in from the rafters. It was it was crazy. I mean, it was absolutely crazy. Some of the shots that he was hitting, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is not happening right now. Kobe Bryant, what are you doing to us? Whatever. Uh, it was just it was just really tough to watch, but that, that's always a fond memory I have I have of Kobe because still sometimes when I close my eyes at night, <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I see him hitting those ridiculous tears. I mean, just way up in the air. 
from the rafters, high arcing turnaround shots. Uh, another matchup I remember was on my birthday in 2006. I distinctly remember this. Uh, March 19th, 2006. I was over at my grandpa's house for my birthday. Cavs and Lakers were on. I believe it was a Sunday. Sunday day game. It was really, really fun to watch. The Cavs uh, were outscored the Lakers. The Cavs outscored the Lakers by 15 in the second half. I had to look that up exactly what it was, but I knew it was a big comeback. The Cavs outscored the Lakers by 15 in the second half to win by one. Kobe had 38. LeBron with 29 in the win. Uh, it's crazy. Then I remember in uh, December of 2012, LeBron not in Cleveland, but Kyrie Irving, who's extremely close with Kobe, Kyrie was the guy that Kobe spoke to the most that was still active in the NBA. The Cavs beat the Lakers 194, Kobe with 42, Kyrie with 28 and 11 assists. You know that classic video of Kyrie being at the USA team camp wanting to play Kobe one-on-one? -on -one? It's like, what are you talking about? Why do you want to you, you why would you even try to play me one-on-one? -on -one? You do you understand how badly this is going to go for you? Kyrie was really persistent in wanting that. It was obvious they got along, had a similar mentality. I never saw Kobe in person. I've seen a ton of NBA games, a ton of Cavs games in person. I've seen the Lake, Lakers several times. I saw the Lakers in a year. I believe Kobe was hurt at the time. He didn't play. I saw the Lakers last year with LeBron. I believe I saw the Lakers another time, but I never saw Kobe in person. That was too bad. That would have been really cool to see Kobe in person. He's a terrific player, terrific person, terrific father. He'll be deeply missed. Uh, you know, L.A. takes some heat sometimes for being a little fair weather sports town. You know, there's a lot of other things, a lot of distractions going on in L.A. There's nice weather. But you know what? The people that came out and the sport that you've seen for Kobe, that's a Kobe town. And it's been really, really cool to see. You wish... You didn't have to see it for a long, long time. And uh, he's a legend. He's a guy that that the uh, younger generations that aren't born yet, they will be told about Kobe. You know, the whole thing. You know, you see some of the things, uh, you know, going around. But it's so true. You're at baseball and you're throwing balls back in the bucket. You got some trash. You're throwing it away at school. People yelled Kobe. That's like a real thing. That's just not like an internet meme. It's been around before internet memes. Like people still do that. People have done that. I've done that. Justin Thomas, I believe it was, uh, the Foreplay podcast on their Twitter on their Twitter page posted a, a video, a little throwback video. Justin Thomas, he had a hell of a shot that he had to hit through these trees in the woods. Basically, had no idea what to do. Basically, he was just gonna crank back and hit as hard as he could to get it through these trees and out of this mess and. It was just like, Kobe, just what I got to do. Just got to figure it out. Got to shoot. Got to shoot that patented turnaround through the triple team. That's basically what he had to do. So, I mean, God, it, it, the way that it happened was so tragic. Um, I may comment later on some of the helicopter stuff because I might have one of my friends on who flies helicopters. And I was reading some news stuff to him. I called him the other night on Sunday night uh, and was talking to him about some of the things that uh, were being reported, and he gave me some good insight, but obviously I don't think that'd be very respectful right now. I don't even know if it'd be respectful to talk about it all, 
especially when there's an ongoing investigation. Uh, but it was some, but I just want to say, you know, it's some very interesting stuff, and uh, it was interesting to uh, to hear how you know it kind of may have gone down in some of the simulations and things like that. But just extremely sad thoughts, you know. It's kind of overkill to say, but truly, you know, thoughts and and prayers and uh, you know, just strength and support for Kobe, Kobe's family, and the families uh, of the seven and other people who passed away. So really, really sad. And, uh, that's my tribute to Kobe. That's my remembering Kobe. Um, really going to miss seeing him. Obviously his playing career was done in 2016. That last game was beautiful. Also, by the way, I remember watching that staying up late to watch that staying up late, those TNT games, Phoenix and the Lakers, Lakers and whoever else they were playing the Mavericks. Some great late nights. Uh, I didn't get much sleep those nights, being up late watching those West Coast Coast games, but it was always worth it to see Nash go at Kobe and Kobe and Dirk and just against the Spurs. I mean, just all kinds of great games, late games there out on the West Coast, really fun to watch. So, yeah, really, really tough to talk about, but that's my uh, my thoughts on Kobe, celebrity deaths, all that kind of stuff, so... In a transition now, we're going to get into the Bachelor recap episode for week four. Most dramatic Bachelor recap. Thank you. All right. Welcome back to another edition of the Most Dramatic Bachelor recap. We are talking about week four, episode four, <clears throat> excuse me, dealing with some allergies, of The Bachelor. So before I get into this episode, let's go back. Let's remember my power rankings from last week. Number one, I had Madison, Victoria P, Hannah Ann, and Kelly. So Madison, Victoria P, Hannah Ann, and Kelly were my last week's power rankings. Let's talk about this week's episode. Their first stop, they're getting out of the mansion, they're leaving Malibu, and they are headed to none other than Cleveland, Ohio. Everyone was like... Looking around, very underwhelmed. I'm like, don't get all excited at once. I'm like, but I knew they were going to be impressed. I'm from Ohio. I love Ohio. I've spent lots of time in Cleveland. Cleveland is a great city. It's a, It sneaks up on you, especially if you're going there not expecting much. So mistake by the lake, maybe. But Cleveland, it's better than you think. The girls had a good time. It actually grew on them. I was pretty excited with it. They stayed in a hotel that I've been to. Awesome rooftop bar, very cool place. Uh, so first date card, one-on-one, Peter and Victoria F. I, I've been loving Victoria F. They have a one-on-one, and they're going to none other than Cedar Point. Americans rock and roll, America's Rock and Roller Coast. Cedar Point is the best amusement park in the world. Why it maybe doesn't have the presentation of a Universal or Disney. It certainly doesn't, but in terms of the rides, if you're a ride warrior, this is the place for you. 72 rides in one park, that's a record. 17 roller coasters, that's the second most in the world. You have the top thrill dragster. It's like a drag race, you're sitting there. There's a crowd. They got the they got the traffic light counting you down until you're going. 420 feet in the air, 120 miles an hour on a clear day from the top. <clears throat> You can see across Lake Erie over to Canada. Wave to our Canadian people north of the border. It's incredible. Steel Vengeance, it's a hybrid coaster. It's brand new. I've ridden it. It's 
amazing. I've also ridden the Top Throw Dragster. Not that big of a wuss. Owns, it's a hybrid coaster. It has like, it's wooden and also steel. It holds like 15 records or something crazy. Cedar Point is the best. Sandusky is the best. Callahan Auto Parts. Got the brake pads there. Some Tommy Boy action for you. <clears throat> Sandusky, Ohio is incredible. Ohio is incredible. So they have a great day at Cedar Point. But where things get a little bit interesting is this country concert. And the reason that it's interesting is because it's Chase Rice. And I'm loving this. Chris Harrison, like I've said, I love to make... I love, you know, I love to speculate, but at this point, I don't know how you can deny me. He is the puppeteer. He is just up there in the rafters, just directing things. He's a showman. He's like Vince McMahon. This is like WWE. The producers, along with Chris Harrison, find out, know that Victoria F. and Chase Rice had a previous relationship because apparently they used to do the hanky-panky just to kind of keep it PG here. So they bring Chase Rice in for this country concert. Peter doesn't know. Victoria F. didn't know this was coming. Chase Rice didn't know that this was coming. So she turns the corner and they both kind of lock eyes on each other. And they're like, what is going on here? He's basically singing to her as Victoria F. and Peter are like making out and dancing with each other. And just, you know, being in the moment, being all, you know, they're on a date, right? Dancing with each other. They're getting physical. They're making out, all that kind of stuff. And... Like, it's just crazy. I, I just can't believe that just, just the savagery that the producers and the people at ABC have to do this is just incredible. I was hoping that uh, they were going to have to make a decision. Peter would be like, well, what's sexier? His voice and his guitar are my plane. This captain's hat. These wings. What's sexier? Make a choice right now. I have, I'm going to make you make a choice right now. I was waiting for something funny like that. Uh, poor Peter. I mean, he's had no clue. This was like the office where Angela is engaged to Andy, but she's sleeping with Dwight and the entire office knows that she's sleeping with Dwight. Everyone knows in the office, even the people in the annex. I'm pretty sure Toby. I'm pretty sure Toby even knew. Everyone knew except for Andy. So I was expecting a duel. Chase Rice versus Peter for Victoria F, who's our Angela in this situation. I was really hoping that there was going to be a duel. Um, this was crazy. And poor Peter, he was just like, wait, Chase, the, the singer guy? The, the, the singer? That guy that, Chase the Rice, the guy that was singing, the singer guy? Like, he just kept saying it. It was just, um, it was a little tough to watch, but I thought that they handled it very maturely. Victoria F. came right out and said it. You know, we used to be together. We used to have a relationship. But uh, basically, she said that she didn't exactly like his, you know, lifestyle and the things that he, you know, he liked to do, whatever those things were, she just wasn't fully on board with it. And that's why she ended the relationship. Um, meanwhile, we cut back to the hotel. There's a group date card. Everyone's on it except for Kelsey. So she gets the one-on-one -on -one at the end of this episode. Hopefully it's going to be to send her home. I don't know. Stick around for this to find out. Uh, back to town hall, Peter and Victoria F., they talk it out. They make up. Everything's good. She gets the rose. I'm telling you what, buy Victoria F stock. Get in now. It's not as cheap as it was a few weeks ago before the runway show, um, but still get in. I think you can still get in on the ground floor and make some good profits. Buy Victoria F stock. It's going to be rising rapidly here as the weeks go on. And now, the group date. This is my worst nightmare. Remember, they're in Cleveland. They're playing a football game. 
They're playing at first in First Energy Stadium on the Browns field. The Browns went 6-10 and this year. They were supposed to go to the Super Bowl. I didn't believe that, but a lot of people said, oh, Super Bowl, Super Browns, right? They bring in Odell Beckham Jr., all these things. Kareem Hunt, they're supposed to be incredible. They go 6-10. and They fired their coach after one year. But now I know that it's justified because of the Bachelor curse. The Cavs had the Khloe Kardashian, Tristan Thompson curse. The Indians, right outside of their stadium, right across the street, there's a graveyard. And now the Browns, they had the Bachelor curse. Cleveland truly is the factory of sadness, and it, it just really hurt. Oh, it really hurt me to see that because now I knew why the, the Brown season went so bad. The Bachelor curse. It's very, very obvious. So they play an actual game, and poor Kelly was playing quarterback, and she was like, I just feel bad because Hannah Ann was open all the time, and uh, she was just getting killed out there. But I'm pretty sure it was by design by the Eliminators, I believe it was, the uh, purple or pink team, whoever it was. The Eliminators, I think, were doing this on purpose. They're like, let's leave Hannah Ann open. And then Tammy, the former varsity wrestler, is just going to come downhill like Troy Polamalu and just crush her every single play. So I think that was by design. Now, interesting. This game, they were playing this game. They were keeping score. And then whoever won got to have this after party, after you know group date with Peter. But... They tied 28 to 28. I was ready for someone to grab the mic like Nicole Kinman and just go with it where she grabs the mic from Dan Patrick when she's in that like dance thing, dance competition with Jennifer Aniston. She's like, what's the tiebreaker? I was ready for that. I was hoping for that, but no one did it. Um, so 28-28 tie. So everyone stays. Everyone stays. They're still going to have this little date party. So everyone stays. And then... A bombshell's dropped on us. The ghost of Alea shows up. She comes in, blows a kiss, does a wave like she thinks she's Regina George or something. Like it's straight out of Mean Girls. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here come the Alea theatrics again. So Peter and Alea speak. And then Alea's like, listen, Victoria P was lying. And remember, go back, Victoria P was like, met her at Miss America, Miss USA, whatever. She's, um, I knew her for like a total of like three hours. Um, you know, she came to me, told me to, you know, not bring it up to the producers that we knew each other because she claimed that uh, it would have ruined their chances of both being on the show. She felt like they both would have been dismissed from the show or whatever else. Uh, so now Peter, now now I like this by Peter. He, he decides, he goes, you know what, I'm going to get Victoria P and Alea together and we're all going to talk it out. But now Peter's frustrated because... Alea's coming at Victoria P with all these things, and whether she's flustered or whether she's caught in a lie, she didn't handle it very well. She just kept like doing that thing where she's looking away, and she's like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know what to say. And this frustrates Peter because now he's doubting Victoria P, and I don't blame him. Like in this situation, I'd be like, what is going on? This girl just came back. Um, maybe both of them have to go? I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't know what to do in this situation. Verbal meme, it's like the Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man looking at each other, pointing at each other, and the caption would be uh, Victoria P and Alea trying to prove the other one is the liar. So verbal meme there, kind of put it together, use your imagination. So then at the group date, Alea just shows up and the rose goes to her? Are you kidding me? This is so disrespectful to all the girls who played in this football game, who are beat up and bruised and just embraced it and had fun with it. And then she just shows up blowing a kiss, doing a little wave and a twirl like she's Regina George 
or a pageant girl, which she is. I think she's like a hybrid mix. She's like the brunette Regina George. And she gets the rose. Like, that, that's that's BS. I didn't like that at all um, by Peter. And and I, I'm, I'm scared for her to stay around because she's already, she's like, I feel like she feels in, invincible, like immortal now because she's like, I'm back on this show. I got a rose not after almost going home. I went home. I was gone for a week or whatever it was. And now she's back. She's like a cat with not only nine lives, but unlimited lives is what she probably feels like. She, she's had contact with the outside world. She's like a monster that just keeps gaining strength with everything. The longer that she's around, the more that people come at her. She's like, I've had contact with the outside world. I literally have died in terms of the bachelor world died and come back to life i've been kicked off the show and now i'm back that's dangerous especially for someone like alea that's some dangerous power right there then the one-on-one one-on-one kelsey she she shares some pretty like deep deep stuff here about her parents divorce and things like that um so they, they really kind of connected kelsey owns up or opens up she kind of grew on me a little bit here. wasn't a huge Kelsey fan, but uh, she grows on me a little bit here, and she gets the rose, so good on Kelsey. And now, Victoria F., because Alea dropped the Chase Rice news to everyone because she was in the outside world. None of them have their phones there, so other than her and Peter, no one else in you know that world, none, none of the contestants know about the Chase Rice news because they're not on the internet. They're not watching TV, but Alea like I said, who died and came back to life in terms of The Bachelor, had contact with the outside world, and she was telling everybody, or she told a group of people about the Chase Rice things, and she goes, oh, you guys didn't know that? She drops an all-time Bachelor, just a legendary line. She was like, oh, you guys didn't know that? The internet knows everything. I'm like, oh my God. She's evil, but I kind of love it. I kind of love it for the entertainment value, but it's just not fair to these other girls. And I like a lot of these other girls and what she's doing right now is just not cool. So Victoria F, I'm telling you what, buy stock in her right now because it's going to be through the roof. It's going to be Amazon here in like two weeks. She confronts her, goes up to her hotel rooms and, and, and uh, goes up to her hotel room and gives it to her straight. Like really comes at Alea. Like, hey, that's not cool. There, that, that is not your place to do that. You shouldn't be doing that. Just not cool at all. And it was amazing. Stood up for herself. She's coming out of her shell. Victoria F., I love her. And also, Victoria F., did she not look amazing on the date, both at Cedar Point and when she was dressed up and at the rose ceremony? Victoria F., sneakily, she might get, I mean, I know Madison and Hannah Ann are gorgeous. It's not all about looks, but... We're talking about looks. Victoria F. may be the hottest bachelor bachelor contestant we've ever seen. I don't know. Am I speaking too soon? I don't know. But I, she has to be in the conversation. I'm just saying. Rose ceremony. Two girls came out and really confronted Peter. Like really went at Peter here. Just about the stuff that I just said about Alea. Like how that's not cool. We played in this football game. And she can just show up and get the rose. Like that's not cool. We might as well have not gotten beat up, not thrown on those pads and done any of that stuff because it was for nothing. Some girl who didn't even participate in that thing got the rose. That's not cool. Peter didn't know what to say. He kind of gave, tried to give a quick apology because he knew he had to talk to other people, uh, particularly Victoria F about this whole, or Victoria P about this whole thing. Um, so didn't really, Peter didn't handle this very well at all. Then 
Peter talks to Victoria P. And she's like, I don't want to talk to you. I, you know, I will talk to you. And I don't want to sit down. Then she proceeds to sit down. So I'm like, okay, she's trying to play like tough fake guy here. I didn't really know what was going on. But anyway, she's pissed. She's really, really upset. Uh, then Victoria F. and Peter, you know, he, she's like, listen, listen, uh, Alea just said all this Chase Rice stuff. That's not cool. And, uh, yeah, it was just messed up. Then Alea and Peter, it's nonsense. I'm going to reference the office, the office again. Um, I believe when Dwight is the manager and Dwight and Jim come up with the, their little board, how many days since our last nonsense? Well, you know what? It's been precisely zero seconds. Zero seconds since our last nonsense on The Bachelor. It's all nonsense, especially when it comes down to Alea. It's just crazy. And the episode is to be continued. We haven't seen the rose ceremony yet. We'll see what happens next week. It's going to be exciting. Um, before I wrap this up, let's go over my power rankings for this week. Number one, Madison. Jumping in from the outside all the way up to number two. Telling you, get in. Buy this stock. Victoria F. Number three, Victoria P. She's kind of up in the air, though. There might be a little asterisk next to her name because it could be up in the air of what's going on with her. And then number four, Hannah Ann. So Madison, Victoria F., Victoria P., and Hannah Ann are my power rankings for this week. Thank you guys so much for watching another edition of the Most Dramatic Bachelor Recap. Week four, I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. All right, so thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, wherever you may be listening, please rate five stars, leave a friendly review, subscribe, and turn those notifications on so you never miss an episode. I'm going to be talking about sports usually to open things up, and then, of course, The Bachelor every single week. And if you want to watch my Bachelor recaps, you're able to find those on YouTube at my YouTube channel, Joseph Vore, and also the podcast YouTube channel, The Joseph Vore Podcast. You'll be able to watch the version, uh, not the full podcast, like I said last week, but just the Bachelor recaps. You guys will be able to be able to see the video of those. Thank you guys so much again for listening, and I will talk to you on Tuesday.